I'm Rachel Thatcher. I'm Hilary Gagnon. We're inspired by real women having real conversations. You're listening to the Fempire Podcast. So we just got back from our Connecticut podcast tour. It was so fun. Uh, oh my gosh, the perfect time to be in Connecticut. It was peak, peak. foliage. <laughs> yeah. Clearly peak foliage yeah. season. Um, so that was so great. And we stayed with Rachel's amazing parents. Um, and we'll talk more about that in Rachel's mom's episode. Yes, definitely. Um, but we had so much fun in Burlington, Connecticut. And Ate all the food, went on all the mm-hmm. nice little walks, um, just had a really great time and mixed in lots of recording and yes. all of that. So We were hustling. We, we were <laughs> exhausted at the end, oh but gosh. this episode is going to be really fun. We um, talked to Christine McNally. Um, we recorded this episode, and then after the episode, she did Reiki on both of us, Um she was an awesome person to talk about Reiki with because she is like a pretty quote unquote normal person. She does work in the science world. She talks a little bit to the science behind it. So while it is a little bit of a woo woo sort of a thing, it is, you know, spiritual and all about energy work and stuff like that, which we love. But, <laughs> um, you know, I know not everybody is as open to that, but maybe this will open your mind a little bit if you are into that sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we definitely both want to talk a little bit about our experience with the Reiki. Um, So I'll get into mine just a little bit because it's a little bit shorter and then give Hillary the floor because she had quite the experience. Um, But this was my second time getting Reiki with Christine. Um, The first time I really was shaken up. It was quite an experience kind of like what Hillary had this time. And I talk about that a little bit during our discussion episode. So I'll leave that for um, later on. Um, But then this past Sunday when we did it, I had a very relaxing experience. It was great. Um, very meditative sort of a thing. And um, she had some interesting messages for me afterwards. She said that I was holding a ton of tension in my jaw and like my neck, which my jaw and my neck are always so sore. So it was interesting that she was able to sense that without even touching me or anything. Um, And then basically the overarching thing was um, she kept seeing like a masquerade mask that she said. Um, So she was saying that, All of that together led her to believe that I needed to speak my truth. So I've been thinking a lot about that and kind of internalizing it, noodling on it a little bit. Um, I think there's a few areas of my life where that might be the case in, but here I am speaking my truth. (laughs) The perfect platform to do it. So Exactly. Um, But I think you guys will really be interested in what Hillary's experience was. So I'll, I'll give her the floor. Yeah, no, Mm -hmm. that was so great. And I think you had, like you said, your first Mm -hmm. experience was similar to my first experience. This is the first time I've ever had Reiki done. Uh Um, I've been told several times that I need to get it done um, from different yoga instructors and just random people in my life. They're like, you should really do Reiki. And I'm like, okay, I don't really know what that is. And Mm -hmm. I just kind of moved along. Um, And I've definitely, like, explored what it is over the past few years, but just never committed to doing it. So this was a really cool experience. And I think with Christine, um, something that struck me about her is she's 
has a very like medical background. She works mm-hmm. at UConn um, with Rachel's mom mm-hmm. actually, um, and she writes curriculum, correct, for UConn. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was around <clears throat> medical professionals all the time and has that like very clinical backing, um, but got into Reiki just kind of spoke to her and I thought that was pretty cool because I think of someone that would do Reiki as to be you know right very like crunchy crunchy (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's a great word for it which I love crunchy people I have a lot of crunchy friends we're Um, all about the crunch but I feel like that's what you think about when you think Reiki and she was kind of you know she's very spiritual but not like your typical um someone you'd think that would do that so I think that was a cool experience for me to see and when I was first getting to know her and we were doing the episode I you know I started getting a little nervous towards the end because I knew she was going to do it and I was nervous up until when we walked in I was definitely really open to the experience and I told her that um I was like ready for whatever was about to come I think Um, that's how you have to be going into it too right and I think if you're not then you're probably going to have a different experience um you probably will still have some of like the physical effects I don't know how you could skirt that yeah um because when I've first laid down I actually like one of the weirdest things she like didn't touch me at all but had put her hand above my head um and my eyes started fluttering back like crazy um and I wanted to ask her in that moment like yeah. what's going on um, <laughs> what are you doing to me but, um afterwards she told me I was like in a trance like state that caused mm. that to happen and my body consecutively started doing like my stomach was moving up and down and my legs were shaking it was like wow Weird yeah, physical response. Wild. Yeah, mm-hmm. so wild. And she wasn't even touching me. So it was all energy and moving through my body. But what, you know, we had a pretty cool experience in terms of when we walked into the room and she asked Alexa to play some music. Um, and the music that she played mm-hmm. was indicative of what we had been talking about um, prior to going in. She asked if I had any like health concerns and I've been getting migraines for the past two years or so. They've lessened over the past year. Um, and I said I thought red wine was a trigger, and the song Red Red Wine by Farley yeah. came on. It's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything from that point on really took off in its own way, and um, it was the craziest experience I've ever had. She, about halfway through, I had like a very emotional release, um, and I definitely started crying, um, and it wasn't like a grief cry it was more just and I didn't even realize what was happening (laughs) I was just like total catharsis right so she sat me up and we kind of talked about it and she told me what she was seeing um and the first message she had for me was that I need to love myself um which was really profound because I've been really working on that but obviously still fighting some barriers um And she started explaining what was going on during the Reiki, which she couldn't quite move past my head um, because I live in my head, which Mm -hmm. is very true. Which you knew going in, (laughs) yeah. I knew going in, but she said I had a thought process slash pattern on the right side of my head um, that it was like a string held on um, from this prior experience. And it was full of words like, you are stupid, you are not beautiful you are not all of these things you're not worthy and um of course I started getting even more emotional Mm -hmm. um because that really landed for me and she asked if it landed and I was like yes I kind of told her a little bit about what had gone on in my life in the past year and um she said that she cut that cord which I was grateful for that energetic wavelength so it was no longer entering my my thought process but she 
you know, did say I had a lot of work to do in terms of reprogramming. So we worked on what that looks like with like tapping and some techniques I can use um, to work on like reprogramming myself and cutting out that negative self-talk, which she had no idea who I was prior to this. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what freaked me out, I think, the most. I was like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. you don't even know me and you're driving all of this. And it's so incredibly accurate. So I've been really working in the past, you know, a few weeks now um, to take care of myself and the things she suggested um, that I incorporate into my daily life I've been practicing and I just really feel like this weight has been lifted off my shoulders Mm -hmm. Um, it's really really refreshing and um, I think energy says so much and I think I've been someone that always tries to be conscious of the energy I put on other people and now something her lesson to me in that was be conscious of the energy I give to myself and the words I'm saying to myself Um, she actually said she saw me in a mirror just like tearing myself apart which is something I definitely do I've talked about that openly on my Instagram like insecurities I have and I do pick myself apart a lot as I think many women do Mm -hmm. I think we're all our own worst critics Um, but I've definitely been in the practice of rebuilding myself and getting myself to a place where I don't do that and I've gotten a lot better, but yeah, that, that cord's cut. So now I'm I'm going to get there. Um, but it was just really awesome. And Christine's amazing. She made me feel so comfortable. Like I don't cry with people I don't know. Um, and she like held me in her arms while I was having this (laughs) release and it was just really cool how she, worked through things with me and was a resource for me and will continue to be one as I move through Reiki and and learning about it. So, yeah. yeah, I can't wait to see you learn more about it. I'm yeah. so excited. I no. could totally tell that you guys had such a connection. I mean, I think she connects with everybody um, because mm-hmm. that's just the kind of person that she is. But definitely you guys, as soon as you opened that door after <laughs> the Reiki was done, it was like this energy was just billowing out of there. I was like, whoa, yes. <laughs> something <laughs> just happened in there. Oh my um, gosh. But no, it was great. And everything, you know, we had a long car ride home after that Mm -hmm. and got to kind of pick it all apart. But it was a really great experience. I think that everything that she's doing, she wants to make Reiki accessible for everybody. I think she's open to answering questions for people. So Mm -hmm. um, she does give her contact at the end of the episode. I think she's more than happy to um, answer any questions, like I said, and just discuss it with people because... It is this kind of unknown thing, you right. know, but I think it also can be such a resource. I know you've found it to be such a resource so far now. Usually, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think if anyone was curious or on the fence, like I, you know, like I said, I've been told I need to get it many times and I've heard of people that have said the same thing, but just, mm-hmm. it's kind of like Rachel said at the beginning, it's like a woo-woo, like, and I'm very into that stuff, but I think energetics and all of that I don't want to mess around with it so I I do think and Christine does mention this in the episode you have to be careful who you're receiving Reiki from and the sources you're seeking it Um, you just want to make sure it's someone that's like really studied Reiki and has done um, done the work and doesn't mess up your energy because during that whole thing I'm like wow someone could really mess me up right now exactly if I wasn't in the right hands so you definitely want to be with someone you trust um but I think Christine is a hundred percent that person and she would be a huge resource for anyone looking to incorporate this work and it's something that I'm going to add into my like self-care routine with massage with yoga with you know eating healthy I'm going to start adding this in because it it's crazy the release I had and you know how my body reacted to um 
the experience. So mm-hmm. definitely. And I think another thing to take away from this is that um, doing practices like this are never going to hurt. You know, it's like so this true. is only going to make things better and get you more in touch with yourself. So um, even just doing Reiki on yourself, like mm-hmm. we were talking about before, and um, doing like the Reiki one courses or just doing it totally on your own too. Yeah. Um, take the advice that Christine gives in this episode and give it a whirl. Yeah. Or talk to her. Whatever yeah. makes you most comfortable. You know? So true. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to actually follow. She mentioned that Reiki one would be super beneficial for me to self heal some more. So I'm looking into and have um, figured out a program that I want to pursue in Rhode Island. And it's really accessible, um, way more than I thought it was. So mm-hmm. um, that's a pretty cool thing, too. So I'm definitely going to explore and, and commit to one of those. And I can't wait to hear yeah, more about it. So we'll chat more about that coming soon. But yeah, we're so grateful for Christine and what she did for us that Sunday night. Honestly, <laughs> yes. And um, yeah, we'll never forget that. Oh, she's an angel. And just... Yeah. Christine, you are an angel. So (laughs) I can't wait for you guys to listen to this episode. Um, So excited to hear what you have to say. Mm -hmm. Let us know what you think. Yeah, we would love to know um, what you took away. And if you do have any questions, definitely funnel them to Rachel or I, and um, we can get them to Christine, or feel free to reach out to Christine too, because she loves what she does, and she loves talking about it as well. So Yeah, Yeah. her passion is palpable. It really is. Enjoy, you guys. I hope you take something out of this episode. Thanks. Bye. But if you want to just backtrack for a minute and tell Mm -hmm. us who you are and Uh let our listeners know who you are, and then we can jump into the whole Mm -hmm. Reiki. All right. So, well, I am Christine. I am 42 years old, and I started this whole um, area of getting into Reiki and alternative therapy when I turned 40. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm a mom of four kids. I well, I can also be a mom of six kids because my my significant other Tom has two boys, and I have mm-hmm. um, three boys and a girl. When of the four, they're two twins. <laughs> I always like yes. to say that, and they're yes. all very close in age, and all right? Close in age. So yeah. yeah. So my oldest is thirteen, mm-hmm. my second is ten, mm-hmm. and the twins are just going to be turning eight in a couple weeks. Wow! wow. I'm yeah. excited. Mm-hmm. Eight. I can't believe eight. Eight is such a good age. It, it was is. for me. I mean, I love I love eight. children. Yeah. I love my children now. Uh-huh. They were hard when they were little, but I really love them now. Yeah. Um, I do work a full time. Um, no, I call it my regular job. Uh-huh. I'm a curriculum administrator in for a medical school. Uh-huh. I've been doing it for about nine years. Post um, before I before I became um, working for a medical school, I was at um, a private industry as a training. Um, analyst, uh, a curriculum coordinator there for um, adult education, and then prior to that, from my time when I got out of college um, to about about eleven years ago, I was a health educator in the community. Oh, cool! Oh, that's so I've kind of yeah. been like all you know, teaching off and on for the most part of my I say almost twenty years, mm-hmm. wow. and so that's I've been awesome. doing curriculum administration probably for the last ten of it. Um, I, so I really enjoy working behind the scenes in curriculum mm-hmm. And, t- mm-hmm. and education rather than being in the classroom teaching, but I like uh-huh. teaching one-on-one if that, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. So I call that my day job uh-huh. and I excited, you know, and about when I turned 40, I was like, oh wow, what do I want to do now in my life? And uh-huh. so that's where I decided I'm like, I want to do something for myself because I went 
for the, you know, I spent, raised, I raised kids, you know, mm-hmm. for the most part of my 20s and 30s, yeah. and then, you know, took care of a family, and as a, as a woman, you know, you can have it all, mm-hmm. but you just have to learn that balance, and sometimes you kind of lose yourself in a lot of things, so you learn, you lose, to, you lose the part of yourself take care of yourself mm-hmm. so when your kids get a certain age you're like oh it's time to find yourself again like mm-hmm. who am i and i never i'm always asked that question well who am i what do i want to do i don't feel like i'm 42 i don't uh-huh. feel like i should be where i'm at now i still feel like i should i'm just coming out of college yeah. that's how uh-huh. weird it is it's 20 years later i'm like yeah. i'm just i still don't I'm know starting who I out be. yeah uh-huh. and so and i look back and i'm like dang i did a lot in the last 20 years like yeah. i always say every decade i turn an age like when i turn 30 i look back what did i do in my 20s when I turn 40s, I'm like, what did I do in my 30s? So mm-hmm. now I'm like, I'm like, well, so when I turn 50, I'm going to say, what did I do in my 40s? Yeah. Because that's how I can validate um, what I did. And I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a little bit of an overachiever. Mm-hmm. So I like to do a lot of accomplishments. Yeah. And so, and I also, I, you know, I like to try things new and I like to do things I've never done before and just to see if I can do it and say I could do it. Mm-hmm. If somebody tells me I can't do it, I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to do yeah. it. I may yeah. not do it well and it may not be <laughs> sexy and glamorous, but like, <laughs> I did it. Puts that fire in you, right? Exactly, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I never thought I could run half marathons. And in my 30s, I I started at 35 to about until a year ago running Mm -hmm. half marathons. Mm -hmm. And then I had the tendon surgery, so I can't run anymore. Mm -hmm. But that is what part of why I went into Reiki is because I had to have another hobby. Mm -hmm. And so so I did that. And that's kind of like where I'm at today. And, And then part of turning 40, I started taking... I had to figure out, like, well, who am I? What am I going to do? My kids don't need me much anymore. Maybe they need me, but they can, they're can they self-sufficient. Um, I don't want to be a neurotic mom or a neurotic partner. Um, I can only do so much around, you know, fixing a house. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's work. And I was been told, you can't have so many chores. you got to have something fun. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, I was running. Well, I can't run anymore. Well, I, was doing, I was doing martial arts for, like, three yeah. years. Uh-huh. Can't do that anymore. So what am I going to do? I'm like, well... I'm sitting at, I was at home with my leg up in a cast for two months and I'm like, what am I going to do? Yeah. I decided to do Reiki. So I, I'm mm-hmm. like, I looked over it and I was, I, and I searched the internet cause you know, it's a field where you really got to be mindful of what, where you're going to get your training. And I realized it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah. So you kind of have to just talk to people and just keep looking. And, but generally there are, there are very clear cut guidelines of how classes are run for Reiki. Um, people charge the classes all over the place. There's mm-hmm. no standardization, but you kind of get a feel for like what's average in the area. So when I was out of the cast, um, uh, I was like, I took, was, I had my foot up in the cast last fall of 2018. And then as, um, my Christmas gift to myself was Reiki One, so I signed up uh-huh, for Reiki so. One class the weekend after the um, January first of twenty nineteen. Okay, so I started all yeah, this. Yeah, so in still January. pretty recently. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I just picked mm-hmm. it up really fast. Yeah, like somebody, you did. Awesome. <laughs> well, because like you said, you were you have yeah. felt pretty intuitive and yep, everything anyway, so exactly. it came naturally. Have mm-hmm. you always felt that way, that intuition, or what led you to Reiki? Because I feel mm-hmm. like that's a pretty targeted area oh, to all is. of a sudden be like, oh yeah, I, I had no clue Reiki. what it is. I'm like, yeah. what is Reiki? So, you, so you, ha- you didn't like have it done to you? No, so I've, never, okay. I've never yeah. had it done yeah. before. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never, mm-hmm. I didn't even really know how to pronounce it, uh-huh. let alone like that's what wild. it is. So like when we talk about, have I always been intuitive? Yes. I think, like I said, I think everybody Everybody's intuitive. Mm-hmm. Every, every, I mean, from our little little kids are intuitive. 
I think society, we don't need, we don't nurture it, mm. so we grow out of it. So, you know, you have all the stories about kids calling past lives yeah. or, you know, kids saying, oh, they feel things, but then you're like, oh, no, no, honey, that's not right. Mm-hmm. We just kind of unnurture them out mm. of it. We don't, we don't, it's, we don't, we don't bring it, to, we don't have it as part of our culture. Um, so I think we all have it. Like, I know you guys have it and mm-hmm. we walk in, everybody has it. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's a one, you have to recognize it in yourself. Mm-hmm. And two, you have to be around people who are like kind of nurturing it out and, and bring it out. Cause we all have it. It's all energy. Mm-hmm. And that's really, now that I understand what it is, it's all energy. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a very, if you take it a very unspiritual spirituality way of it, it's mm-hmm. all energy. Energy is all around us. And so I'm like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's the reason why, so when you talk about how did I get into Reiki, mm-hmm. well, it's like, well, one, I did have a friend that was, she was an intuitive and she kind of like said, she was doing a certain, was like mentioning certain things and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so, but like I, she didn't mention Reiki and then I was just like, I think I'll just do Reiki. Mm-hmm. I just, I just went online and I started Googling and Googling and Googling. And then I was like two months of like looking I was like, I don't know where to go. Yeah. I don't, this doesn't feel right. You talk about feelings. It's talking mm-hmm. about, well, does this feel right? Does that not feel right? When you read something, you feel something. You're like, yeah. I don't know. So finally I came across a um, place here in, locally in Connecticut. And I was like, this seems good. Because uh-huh. it was very science-based. And it felt like comfortable. That? Yeah. And so I was like, well, this person has like, I, this is the teacher in me. Yeah. She has a learning objective. She has a course description. She lays everything out you're going to learn in the class. And it's very factual and like and and um very scientific mm-hmm. because i was kind of into quantum physics we, we when i was growing up i i have you know i have a psychology background so yep. like i could attribute a lot of the things that she that was being said to what i learned in school so mm-hmm. i was like okay this this i can understand this so i'm like and i and, and overall the cost was really good <laughs> so yes, i was like there you I go do this that makes the difference and so and mm-hmm. the, but the way she brought it up and i when you talk about reiki they talk about attunement so like it's an attunement process, and what it, it, it is going through uh, a Reiki healing, and they do an attunement to the energy. So mm-hmm. kids don't need attunements, but adults do because they call, or you can call them blocks. The attunements get you out of the, you know, make you attune to the energy. Kids okay. don't really need it mm-hmm. because they're like kind of more pure. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't, they, they, they need, if you need to clear a kid, um, it's, it doesn't take much to clear them. Like when I work on my kids, it's, it's really fast. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's interesting. So, like, so when you look at Reiki classes, you want to look at, like, what attunements do they give you? Most of mm-hmm. them should give you a, a fairly decent breakout, and they should be all pretty standardized. And then, so I just took Reiki 1 in January, <clears throat> and you get your, your attunement. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I ever had Reiki. Wow. I was like, funny, wow, yeah. this is a really fat. I, I had no clue of what I was going to experience. Uh-huh. I was just like, I had that little course description. I'm like, this is what's supposed to happen, but I did not know what was going to happen. And so happen. what was it like, like when you first got it? How'd you feel? I, mm-hmm. I, well, the whole class, I was really nervous. Yeah. I kept saying they needed, I needed to calm down. Mm-hmm. And it was like, my energy was just, I was like, yeah. what do you mean my energy's out the roof? Because it's <laughs> like, my anxiety and nerves were, the, yeah. and so... It was just learning how to ground and calm yourself down. And Reiki mm-hmm. is, a lot of it is meditation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so and the, the funny thing was, is like, I was told by many doctors because of my anxiety and I've had asthma issues, is that why don't you try deep breathing and meditation? Mm-hmm. That's supposed to help calm you down and calm your breathing down. Mm-hmm. I was like, what do you mean? I breathe just fine. And it's like, exactly. So... During that first class, it was it was very fascinating learning how to just like learn to be calm, 
because mm. I was I realized I was not a calm person. I didn't know how to be calm. Mm. And so when Reiki one is the one that you get attuned and you then when you go through the attunement, you don't work on the somebody, you work on yourself. Mm. So Reiki one is Reiki, learning how to do Reiki on yourself. Mm-hmm. And so then you t- and then you're supposed to spend at least a minimum 21 days, if not longer, doing Reiki every day on yourself. Because that is really the two-minute process. Mm-hmm. So you, you learn how to go through the hand positions, and then every day you, you give yourself Reiki. Mm-hmm. And then over the in, in those um, 21 plus days, you start to feel the shifts of like the blocks, you clear them. Um, for my experience, I cried for 21 days. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like, I was an emotional wreck. Mm-hmm. I was home crying. I was, like, yeah. never a crying person. I huh. really wasn't. I cried. Yeah, you're badass, so. I yeah. cried. Uh-huh. I'm sitting in the bathtub. Oh, my God, yeah. my life sucks. Yeah. And I was like, uh-huh. I'm such a bad person. Mm-hmm. But no, you're just, like, releasing all this emotion yeah. that you yeah. have pent up. Mm-hmm. Holding it in. Because it's, like, it's, it was, for me, it was a more of emotional release, not a physical, mm-hmm. like, illness mm-hmm. Yeah. It was emotion. Uh-huh. And so I was like, it was a lot of crying. And a lot of my kids looking at me like, what is mom's problem? I go, mom's just like working through a lot of stuff right now. And so it's like, yeah. yes. yeah. so like, I'm crying. Uh-huh. And, so it, and, and so I was doing through that process. Mm-hmm. And um, Tom, who's my significant other, uh-huh. he decided to take the first class with me. Cool. And he's nice. like, well, yeah. he's like, well, who's going with you? I'm like, I'm no, I'm going by myself. And he's like, well, I'll go with you. I'm like, are you sure? Uh-huh. Because I'm like, I'm skeptical of doing it. Right. He's really skeptical. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he decided to go and he got attuned to Reiki one and uh-huh. he, he would do it with me. That's and awesome. so it was a really awesome experience. And cool. so it was really mm-hmm. fascinating experience. And, mm-hmm. um, then I did Reiki, sorry, Reiki, did Reiki 1, did it for 21 days, and about mm-hmm. a month, two months later, I did Reiki 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have to do it so fast, but I wanted to, because I it was a goal for myself to get, to go through the certification. Mm-hmm. So then I did Reiki 2, which is learning how to do um, Reiki on another person as a practitioner. Yep. And at that point, um, you most people can start to if they were a massage therapist or already had a license to like they call it license to touch people it could be a okay. nurse doctor hairdresser uh-huh. they could then just they can incorporate reiki into a practice their practice okay because they already had the licensure um because there's then there's like people like me mm-hmm. who are don't have that kind of licensure they, they, you actually have to get ordained it's like then you become as, okay. a, as a faith base mm-hmm. so that you get able to like touch people but anyway, yeah. you really don't have to touch people yeah but it's yeah. it's more of the the legal part of it uh-huh, and so sure. um so i so i did i got <clears throat> reiki two level certification for practitioner and i under then you would have to to get to reiki three you have to do so many hours of healing mm-hmm. and so for me to get to reiki three and that the place that i went to i had to do a minimum of 80 hours or 80 people mm-hmm. I mean, i'm sorry minimum of 40 hours of 40 people okay uh-huh. And um, I'm in the 80 now. Okay. <laughs> like, put, yeah. I'm trying to work on my 80 now. Yeah. But 40, a minimum of 40 hours or 40 people. And that could be a mixture of animals, people. You could do Reiki in situations. Like distant Reiki, in-person Reiki. I did a lot of distant because okay. I, mm-hmm. I didn't have the physical space. But then, then 
if I worked on somebody in person, I would do it under like a, an internship from the, the place that I went to because I didn't have a license yet. I didn't have like a hands-on okay. license for the yeah. state until I got ordained. Okay. And so I was, so I've been doing that. And that's when I yep. did Reiki. Yeah, I got the experience one of my volunteers. So, uh-huh. <laughs> I had a practice. Actually, one of my first ones I did. Uh-huh. And then... Um, then at the end of April of this year, I got ordained as a minister. Mm-hmm. So then I have my. So then now I can pract- okay. I can be able to get like I have insurance. Great. And then, yeah. So oh, then so I can minister to people if I really wanted to, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not a door Let's I want to open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can marry people, yeah. but I don't. That's not my point. That's I, funny. It's really more for yeah. being able to do uh-huh. the Reiki a Reiki uh-huh. practice. Uh-huh. Um, and then. So I got that one, and then I ended up, when I got my hours in for the 40 hours, I actually uh-huh. did more than, I almost did 60, 60 hours, oh, great, but yeah. I pushed it through for two months. Uh-huh. So then by end of May, I, I took Reiki 3, which is your master level, so Reiki master. Mm-hmm. So now I am a Reiki master. Most people mm-hmm. don't have to become a Reiki master. They can uh-huh. they can practice at the practitioner 2 level, uh-huh. but I went... Because I'm an overachiever, yep. I'm like, I'm gonna go for that Reiki master. Yep. And so, and I did that. But am I a master? Uh-huh. No. Mm-hmm. I got the certification. Uh-huh. Yeah. It takes years. Okay. You just have to do it. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do gotcha. it. Practice. Am I? And the more you practice, the more you're you're gonna get. You become a master. It's mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a funky little title, for Reiki master, because like I've met Reiki masters who've been doing it for twenty years. I'm like they're a master. Yeah. It's like yeah. I'm just like a novice master. <laughs> yeah. And so it is Different a title. Levels of yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so what I'm doing now is I'm I'm working towards and plus because this is not this is something that I'm doing for myself on the side. I'm not mm-hmm. working on people every single day, yeah. but I'm working towards being a, doing the master teacher mm-hmm. so I can do teach Reiki classes if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But this is a slower process for me because I'm, I'm learning the fine tuning it. So okay. that is an 80, 80 mm-hmm. hours or 80 people. So I'm probably in my thirties. Whereas mm-hmm. before I was cranking mm-hmm. people through and now yeah. I'm taking and being very mindful. Mm-hmm. Um, another reason why is that when you're a Reiki uh uh, practitioner, you ha- you, you really got to rake yourself every day, mm. and you got to take care of yourself because you're touching people's energy, you're touching your energy, and your energy's intermixed, and you got to clear the crap out of your own energy. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you kind of you, you kind of take Transfer it on. That yeah, to them you, or, take, yeah. <clears throat> you take it on, so you have to learn to clear it. And so then also when you're doing reiki to people, you're inadvertently getting reiki yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you still are healing your own issues. So like, okay. right, so you go through this process of like. You're still healing your own stuff, mm-hmm. and you don't want to make sure you don't like trans not transfer, but like interpret it as somebody else's when it's really yours. Because uh-huh. you, I could, I've worked on people who have very similar anxiety issues. Okay, I'm like, whoa, is that my issue or is that yeah. his issue? Because uh-huh. I can feel it's like uh-huh. you have to learn that discernment, and that's mm-hmm. the part of where you just have to practice. That's why I think when you when yeah. you give out information, you have to be very careful of like mm-hmm. maybe it's mine that I'm feeling, not theirs, mm-hmm. because it just brought up a yeah. A similar issue, and that has and happened. You can relate. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I worked on a friend of her son, and it has a lot of anxiety. And I was like, "Whoa, it's like what I used to feel." Yeah. And so I had to be, and then they brought anxiety back for me for three days. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so, like, learning that how to how to clear yourself from it, how to make sure you're not picking mm-hmm. up theirs, and you're you're not giving them wrong information. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes, you so when you start talking about Reiki itself, when somebody has a Reiki session, you don't even have to tell them anything. Because there is, I call it, I call it traditional, straightforward Reiki. It's, um, they just want clear blocks and energy balance. Mm-hmm. And I don't give them anything. I just like, okay, let me just clear them. Anything that I comes to me that I 
I don't tell them anything because it's not really what they want. Or they may not really be open to it because mm-hmm. some people are not open to it. And then there's other people like, yes, tell me uh-huh. anything. It's like, oh boy. Yeah. Because it's like, <laughs> yeah. cause like, it could really be anything. And it really, that's like, I don't know if I should tell them that. It's like, <laughs> well, I don't know if this is what I felt. That's me. I'm like, analyze me. That's me, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Give it to me. Everything. Yeah. The good, the bad, exactly. the ugly. Like, are you sure? Yeah. But like, you know, yeah. it, it, mm-hmm. to me, I enjoy that. That's me because I'm yeah. a nosy Nelly too. So I'm yeah. like, I want to know everything too. Yeah. But like, it's learning that discernment process uh-huh. and just right. people's yeah, yeah different preferences exactly. too. exactly I, something you mentioned there and, and this goes off again what we're talking about but you mentioned the energy and how you can take that on and for me I sometimes I've defined myself as an empath because I can walk in a room and really feel yeah. like I, I take it on very easily mm-hmm. like if there's a lot of emotion or people mm-hmm. are sad I am sad because mm-hmm. I'm going through it with that person and it's sometimes exhausting and I'm doing it at a very like surface level yeah. you're getting very deep so yeah. does it get exhausting at times for you to take that on and you learn skills through your training to clear that out yes yeah. so when I first started doing Reiki on other people it was I was exhausted mm-hmm. I would take I would do one session and I would I was just trying to do one person a day I would do two days and, I'm, and I, I would be out for the week. I was like, I am tired. Mm-hmm. I felt like I ran like a, I ran a marathon. Yeah. And I was talking to my teacher. She's like, well, you need to, she's like, you need to learn how to put up that energetic wall. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> There's a wall? You want me to put walls up there? What are you talking about boundaries? What is yeah. this boundary thing you're talking about? Because I obviously learned through this. Yeah. I don't have boundaries. <laughs> like, I, I'm the same with you. Yeah. I, can, I, I has historically always been, I can walk in a room and I would feel, Feel, like I would be like, oh, I feel all this like energy, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I feel like everyone's angry in this room. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's empathic. Yeah. And so, you, as an empath, you're we have these little energy feelers out, like tentacles, and we pick up. We're like they're hypersensitive, and they pick up and they read the room, they read people. And so then, like, we have to learn to like, oh, hold on, just bring them in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, and you're gonna say, no, I'm gonna put a wall up, mm-hmm. and you have to like put that wall up so then that you're one you're not reading their energy mm-hmm. and two you're not pushing your energy out because mm-hmm. I'm also an energy pusher okay. so I would walk in and be like hello everybody <laughs> like yeah. I walked in the Bring room it in. Yeah. and I was like I've had people at work who are like right Christine you're so loud I go I didn't say anything yet but like mm-hmm. they could just feel me my presence yeah. Yeah. and I have learned how to like bring it in Bring that right. wall in, so channel, then uh, yeah. channel it in, and then you pull it up because then that's what you need when you work on people. Okay. Because you want to, you want that's the discernment. Sure. Bring that wall in. I'm gonna work on your energy. I'm gonna touch your energy, but then I'm gonna take it off. Mm-hmm. And you learn, you learn how to disconnect from somebody, and then you, and I'm dissipating my energy from you, so that you're not picking me up. Mm-hmm. So it's learning that process, and if. There, I've had my instructor, she would say, like, she'd be working on people that would have wrist pain and her wrist would start to hurt. And then she would have a way, she would say, if it's not mine, I will, like, I release it now. Mm-hmm. Or if it's mine, I'll address it later. Because you wanted to make sure you have that discernment. And it wow. has been where I worked on people, I'm like, huh. I go, wow, my back's starting to hurt a little bit. Because you, like, that's empathic. Even hmm. though it's not, you don't know if it's your back pain or their back pain. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes when you're walking around, if you're walking in a room, you're empathic. You'll pick up their back pain. You're like, God, my back's starting to hurt again. And you're like, yeah. you could, it could really be somebody else's back pain and not your back pain. Uh-huh. And that's what I've also learned, too. That's why it's good to have boundaries and walls. Mm. That's why grounding is so good. You ground yourself and you put up a wall so that you, then you learn and you understand what is your energy versus somebody else's energy. Mm, okay. And that's what I'm still learning today. Yeah. It's very hard. Yeah, I think that's a, a huge challenge for, like, 
myself too because I don't think I'm as effective sometimes as a human being when I am being empathic because I can't help whoever it is that's in that emotive state Mm -hmm. either get out of it or be a support to them because I'm automatically like taking it on as your own or just like trying to feel it with them because I feel like maybe that's gonna help them but then it gets I don't know it gets messy yeah it's so interesting because you get messy you get you get emotional they get emotional and you're like it's too messy and then you really like (laughs) that's the part where you have to like you have to disconnect Mm -hmm. you have to okay I'm gonna put up a wall I have a couple good people that I know who are really good wall people Mm -hmm. and I'd be like I can't read you. And they're like, <laughs> I was like, I'm being yeah. like, she's yeah. like, I know. I'm yeah. like, oh. yeah. you know, Tom's very good. At, he laughed. I said mm-hmm. to him, I, he's one person. And there's very few people I can read uh-huh. like empathically like that. Yeah. He's one. I was like, I yeah. can't read you. He's like, uh-huh. I know. I'm like, and I try, I sit uh-huh. there and I try, I try because I realize how much I rely on me sensing how to, I already know how I'm going to interact with somebody work like that. For mm-hmm. him, he, he already has his wall. I'm just like, are you happy? Are you sad? What's wrong? What's wrong with you? What's wrong? Like, he's like, nothing. Uh-huh. I'm like, I can't figure you out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like where most people, like if you're empathic, you can just intuitively just figure them out and already know what's going on just in a second. Mm-hmm. And so people who know how that wall, you're just like, you're, you're almost like, I don't, you're standoffish. It's like, I can't read them. Yeah. It's almost like an unconscious body language. Uh-huh. You're like, I, I learned, I realized how much I rely 90% of my own self Dealing, communicating to other people is is that way. Yeah. So when somebody shuts me out, I'm just like, there's something wrong with them. <laughs> yeah. like right. they don't want me reading them. And mm-hmm. so at least my people who know me, they know what I'm trying. And yeah. I was like, so what's wrong? And I know when they and then they let their wall down. I'm like, you let your wall down because I know what's going on with you now. <laughs> I'm in. It's because yeah. you're reading their. It's a lot of some of it's body language. Mm-hmm. It's all this empathic feelings that mm-hmm. you get. So it's it's really fascinating. Yeah, that. Yeah. that is interesting. So cool. <laughs> I want to go back quickly just for people who might be listening who have no idea what Reiki is and are yes. just getting into this now. Like, what does a Reiki session look like? Like, can you walk us through if somebody had no idea yeah. they come to you and want to get this Reiki session? Um, what's that going to be like for them? All right, so Reiki, mm-hmm. there's two different types of Reiki. There's mm-hmm. um, in-person Reiki and there's distant Reiki. And I'll describe mm-hmm. both. Sure. Because it's, it's, it can be a little confusing. Uh-huh. So there's in-person Reiki is like the, 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 the most typical, it's like a massage therapy experience. But Reiki is not massage. Mm-hmm. I actually have my little notes. Reiki is not massage. <laughs> and, it's, yeah. and, it's, and it's not a religion or affiliated with any religious practice. Mm-hmm. And I was, you need to be very clear because like Reiki is actually is, is an energy modality that uses energy life force or uh, universal life energy. Because Reiki, when you break it out, is like the first half, Rei, is universal life and Ki is energy. So that's Reiki. Okay. Um, so I always like to tell that to people because it's like, they're like, oh, isn't that massage therapists use it, incorporate uh-huh. it, but it's not massage therapy because Reiki session does not have to be hands-on. Mm-hmm. I don't have to put hands on you even in an in-person session. Um, it's hands over because you're not touching the skin. You're touching the energy field around it. Some people call it aura mm-hmm. or it's the energy field. It's like whatever you're comfortable calling um, so it's, so it's very, an in-person session is very much like a massage. You set up an appointment, you, there's actually forms you fill out, just like a massage therapist forms. Mm-hmm. Um, there's patient confidentiality form that they that they sign. Um, practitioners are uh, licensed and they're insured. Mm-hmm. So just like a license, like a massage therapist or any other, um, like a, like when you go to a spa, it's just like yep. that. Like it's, <laughs> some people, people practice in a spa, mm-hmm. but, um, then it's sessions can be 
15 minutes. It can be half hour, an hour. I mean, it's literally like going in and getting a massage therapist, massage done. Mm-hmm. And then it's on the massage table or you can sit in a chair. Um, and then it's the, and then it's really, you know, part of the forms asking you like, what are you comfortable with? Do you want hands on? Do you want hands off? Are certain parts where I could put your hand? Like you, you mm-hmm. actually put them like, like, you know, basically you would show them like by putting, placing your hand on their shoulder. Like that's how, that's the touch. It's not a rub. It's mm-hmm. not like, it's not like digging in or pushing. Mm-hmm. There, there's nothing, that's nothing like that. It's mm-hmm. all hands. Like it's just, if it's going to touch your body, it's just going to be a placement of the hand on your, on your skin. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to lift and go to the next spot of the hand placement. There's no mm-hmm. like, let me rub your arm down. It's, yeah, that that's that's considered massage. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and so, they sh- you, unless you're seeing a massage therapist that does Reiki, that's the only time you really kind of do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also you would put on if there's no places you don't want them, to, you don't want the hands on. Then they, they used to go hands above. It's it's hands off. And most practitioners might do a combination of each. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they'll go in, they'll start hands on, they may go hands off, they may go hands on again, they may go hands off. Um, generally, most people don't have a problem with hands on mm-hmm. or hands off, um, unless there's somebody who's had a history of abuse. They yeah. may not want some it. sort of trauma. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, that's an in-person session, um, and then we talk about distant Reiki. Distance, all hands off. We're like, well, how does distant work? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you in a room or not? No. <laughs> so, so distant Reiki is is basically the person could be anywhere in, in the world, and that all you the practitioner needs to know is their name and their location, like city, in-state, or town, in the country, whatever. And it is basically a meditation. Generally, when I do it with somebody, I would like them to be in a meditative state too because that's when they are open. Mm -hmm. So it's literally one meditates, the other one will sit comfortably, kind of meditate and be open, and then you have, then you, it's hands off. So then, well, they were like, well, how does that work? I'm like, well, I visualize the person. I pretend that I'm working through a person in my head. When I, um, I started to get a little bit more, um, more efficient at it where I can do it, where I can sit in a chair and just meditate and then, and then work through the hand motions on in my head mm-hmm. and the person can feel it. Right. But when I really want to do work on somebody intently, I actually would put up my massage table, sit in the massage room and like act like they're laying on the table at the same time mm-hmm. and visualize them laying there. And then my kids will come down and sometimes when I'm doing this, they're like, who are you working on? I'm like, <laughs> it's my, I'm like, I'm doing Reiki on someone. They're like, who? They're like, mine's losing like, it. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, it's my imaginary friend. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay. They're just kind of like, mom's crazy. Yeah. And they walk away. And then like, oh, mom's, I can hear her. Mom's doing crazy. Mom's doing Reiki on somebody. She's a little crazy. Do you ever do it on them? I, ha- I have, uh-huh. yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, um, but that's yeah. basically yeah. distant Reiki. Okay. There's a lot yeah. of like, just if somebody just wants to look up online, they can, there's a lot of resource that really describes the difference between the two. But for distant Reiki, it's, um, it's considered hands-off Reiki and it's mm-hmm. you just I always tell the person you have to be open to it because when, even in person if they're not open to it I do not feel their energy mm-hmm. it's a block yeah and like when they're nervous when they're upset they don't want they're really not sure you you pull your energy in mm-hmm. and you hold it in and you can't feel it I'm like you know like I'm like relax so if somebody's not gonna like quote unquote like believe in it or be open to it like you said maybe it's not going to really affect them correct okay. yeah, mm-hmm. they have to just kind of, even like let energetically yeah. let you in because I feel like people could be open to it like technically I'm so open to it but same with massage for me I have a hard time letting people in and like touch which, which, exactly yes which mm-hmm. is why people have suggested Reiki to me because they're like you have blocks which is why you're not letting people touch you or yeah. want touch yep. um, 
and, and so they can't really get deep Correct. into muscle or anything yes. with me and I'll get massage often it's not very effective correct you have so, to let them in. yeah it's interesting <laughs> yes, yep. I think I don't know whether that's personal walls or that'd be interesting. I think the personal yeah. walls I mean my that, that's my experience uh, usually when I first work on somebody who's never had it done majority of my people that I've known that I've practiced on never had it done either I was like uh-huh. never, it's like let's try this yeah <laughs> and so but like the first 10 minutes is like I'm just sitting there with my hands on top of their head waiting for them mm-hmm. to calm down mm-hmm. and for me to calm down and then I start to feel it because yeah. you do feel it I feel, like you learn how to feel energy and people mm-hmm. who are really intuitive that had no energy feel they they will start to feel it but when you talk about my kids mm-hmm. I would that's what I've started to do I'm like I haven't placed her hand out and I place my hand over and I'm like okay let's give it a moment and then we start to feel I go do you feel this do you feel this pressure and they're like yes I go that's the energy and then you start to feel like and then we start to play with it a little bit mm-hmm. and like that's all your energy that you have through through you like I can feel it you can't see it but I have my hands up but I can feel my own energy right now Uh but you start to feel like the tinglys Mm-hmm. We all have it. Like, you yeah. know, like, oh, when you're in a place where you feel like the, the hair goes up on the back of your neck, yep. that's that's your energy. That's yeah. what you're feeling. And that's what you feel. Mm. So when, when, when people have, have Reiki done, they're, what I feel as energy, they may feel a different. So I may feel cold. Like, oh, this is a cold spot. They'd be like, oh, my gosh, that's such a hot spot. Mm-hmm. And, like, we could feel opposite. I could feel, like, static electricity, and they may feel nothing. They may could, Or they could feel a tickle. I could feel a hot 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 and they may feel cold it's how we interpret it um majority of people from when i they've told me they would feel hot to heat like my hands will get very very hot and for me when i know when my hands are very hot it's a spot that needs needs energy okay because usually it's it 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 just needs the flow it needs to go through it's a so i stay there until i feel like the heat my own hands start to subside or if i feel if i put my hands through an energy field of somebody if it feels very sticky or like thick Hmm. That's work that needs to be done huh. there. So I like you know. So you talk about learn about it goes through your chakra. So you start from the head and you work your way down through the body. So I kind of do an assessment of where I see where the blocks are at, or where there's blockages of energy. And you, the first thing you want to do on any session, like they they will clear the they clear the, your energy field or your aura, hmm. and then you start to go through your, your the chakras because if if so this is where 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 um you know. <laughs> where quantum physics or this 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 whole science really collides with like hard sciences mm. right and so this is where like oh so you, your body is full of electricity and you think of your heart isn't it amazing that our heart runs on electricity so like here mm-hmm. i am i work in a med school yeah yeah i you know basic science i work with basic scientists and cardiologists yeah. and i look at their ekgs i use for the curriculum and like it's all electrical impulses. Mm-hmm. How do you think we have pacemakers? Because we have electricity that goes through our body. Hmm. So electricity is in our body. We have electrical pathways in mm-hmm. our body. So that's what you're manipulating in a sense. Is like so you're feeling those blocks, and you're like so you look at so when you start to go through the meridian, they call the meridian system, the, and you have your nerves and the meridian systems of your body. That's you're feeling. You're going moving energy through that pathways in the body. I always laugh because my dad has a pacemaker, and I was like, "Dad, should I go over your pacemaker?" Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, things up. he always tells me, he goes, "What?" I was like, "Dad, don't skip me like that," but like you uh-huh. won't. But like, yeah. like, but it's yeah. like, but like, you know, that's the whole concept is that you are following the pathways of energy in the body, and your energy, you have energy that is being produced in your body. Mm-hmm. It's like you have all the way down to your cells. You have the the, the mitochondria in your cell uh-huh. that's called your powerhouse that mm-hmm. is producing energy. 
It's, so it's like that's the yeah. concept you have to get down. That that is what you're when they talk about Reiki in this kind of modalities is like that's what they're working with. They're not, mm-hmm. and that's when they say well, we're going to pull this energy through you. Well, yes, you are, but you're moving energy through somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's so, interesting hearing like that scientific part of it. Yeah. You know, because I don't think mm-hmm. many people have the backing that you do, which is something right. Rachel was explaining in the beginning, yeah. uh-huh. which really is interesting to see how you how you see it in your traditional medicine mm-hmm. background and now have created this side career, yeah. Reiki, which is energetics, but really understand mm-hmm. it from that medical backing. It's very and fascinating. Backing yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Um, something I want to know is, you know, you've thrown yourself into it, overachiever, you've mm-hmm. gone through all of the training really fast, now mm-hmm. you're at master level, but how has the practice itself, how has Reiki changed your life so far? Um, it has changed my one, I really deal with a lot of my own issues. Like mm-hmm. things I thought, oh, I've dealt with them. I've yep. moved on. I'm a great person. I'm mm-hmm. like, I haven't. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow. Uh-huh. It really, um, when I started doing this, um, like I said, I cried for 21 days straight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, not saying that was the only time I cried, but like yeah. it was 21 days. I was, yeah. Every day I felt like I was crying about something. Uh-huh. But it was a more like that being quiet, going into mm-hmm. that quiet state, and then actually feeling and then bring moving those feelings because as you, as you move blocks, your chakra is tied to emotions in certain areas. So like when you start to, you start to address personally, like those feelings and the sadness or the anger or whatever have you, and you're learning to let go. And so, um, it's the grief, like a lot of, I've learning a lot of people are just stuck in some point of a grief cycle. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. like I went to a divorce, like how many years ago was it? Um, five years ago, mm-hmm. I was stuck in anger. And like and so I'm holding on to this anger and it's whole that's part of my anxiety and here I am I thought I got over it mm-hmm. and I'm like no I didn't so I'm like I'm stuck in this grief cycle I have to get to acceptance so everything mm-hmm. we do in life that's transition or change I attribute it we are really always in this constant like you know this this the grief cycle mm-hmm. so like a lot of it working through this emotion is letting that letting that process go letting go when I say well you need to let it go they're say basically saying you need to get to acceptance Mm-hmm. Because when you get to acceptance, that's letting go. Then you're okay. So I know when you came here, you met my ex-husband walking out dropping my kids mm-hmm. off. Uh-huh. You know, five years ago, I probably ripped his head off, right? Uh-huh. You know, fighting. But now we're good friends. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, we've got to that let go piece of it. Hmm. And so, like, people who have, um, you know, go through divorces, there's no reason. They can let it go. Mm-hmm. Why, why be angry for the rest of your life? Right. Mm-hmm. Right? And, I mean... Especially with those who have kids, because like you got a co-parent yeah. for the rest of your life. Uh-huh. It's like it's not worth it. It's not. I was tired of being upset uh-huh. for stupid stuff, and so that was a part of letting that go and just changing myself for that. Because at the end of the day, that me holding that anger was affecting the rest of my family. Mm-hmm. I they'd be like, "Oh, mom's angry again, or mom's upset again." Mm-hmm. It's like, mom's not happy. So it was like, then now, because I'm going to that quiet state and, work, and working on myself, um, working on yourself and bringing that, I call it bringing that love back out, uh-huh. it's changed my family. So they're more happier. That's awesome. But they've gone through their own cycle because right. I, was, I was letting it go and releasing it. They had to let them let their like let their energy go, and it's almost like they're catching up. It mm-hmm. does change the dynamic of your family. Cool. So it was like, it's a lot of... It's really changed it in the fact that we've kind of like you learn it changes the dynamic and you just kind of move forward and letting go and it's changed and they're calmer I'm calmer and you, again mm-hmm. you get into some of the other areas of like this whole 
piece of it is usually talk about past life regressions and ancestral ancestral yeah. stuff. Yeah. You start to see patterns in your family. You're like, wow, I have really messed up family life. <laughs> but like, you won't go there. But, yeah. but you uh-huh. start to learn to move on from like, do I want to be this person and I want to carry this on to my kids or do I want to change it? I'm like, I don't, I want to change it. Uh-huh. So that's what I, so every day this is learning, teaching me how to re, re frame and rethink things through of how, my own behavior mm. because I can only change my behavior. Right. It doesn't matter how many Reiki sessions I can go to or how many set classes I'm going to learn how to do something. But if I, if I either can't change my own behavior because I'm never going to change, I, I can, I will keep going to have Reiki done on the same issue. Yeah. Like that's Reiki won't change your behavior. It will bring up the, it, it will clear the block so you can change it. Mm-hmm. So you can address it. You have to get to acceptance. You can keep having Reiki done on the same issue until you let it go. Okay. And then a good Reiki practitioner or even um, any kind of healer, intuitive healer, they want you to get to the point of letting go. They don't want to keep seeing you for the same issue. If you mm-hmm. go to one that keeps seeing you and doesn't want you to change, they're just going to take your money. Mm. Yeah. It's like they want that. Uh-huh. Go to someone else. It's like, yeah. go to someone else because you really want to, you don't want to keep crying every time or yeah. have this anger. You want to get over it. Like, yeah. it could take a while. Uh-huh. And a good Reiki practitioner who was also, again, Reiki is one modality. A lot of people incorporate a lot of things because a lot of the issues that come up are emotional, is to say, they should say, you maybe should go see a counselor. Mm-hmm. Because there's been a few people I'm like, ooh, I don't think I'm going to work on them anymore because I really have issues that yeah. I'm not comfortable addressing. And, you know, you, know, you have to refer them. Or, or there's issues, there's, you know, you, you, you can work them through it. But, like, you, you want to get them to resolution. You don't want yeah. to keep them in there. Because that's, again, that goes back to your own karma. It's like, well, that's just mm-hmm. not right. And that seems like a responsible way of going exactly. about it. Exactly. And you want like, to serve your yeah. patients. Ex- well, exactly. Way. And yeah. it's like, there's people who are legitly that have, you know, that could have illnesses or mental illnesses. Right. And, you know, a lot of people that come in, you know, they they have to understand Reiki won't cure. Mm-hmm. Um, that it isn't a, it's, it's a complementary medicine. You know, there are people who say, well, I've done Reiki and it does cure. Like, well, that's fine. But like, a really good practitioner will make sure that you need to still be seeing your doctor. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it's not medical advice. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a treatment plan. It's a complementary medicine. Mm-hmm. And um, again, same thing with mental illness. It's like, it will not kill mental illness. Yeah. But like, if they're, they really should be seeing their own doctor. Like, I think I, that's like, important. Yeah. yeah I'm, really... I'm really much the same way. I mean, I always believe that, you know, God gave us the knowledge to have mm-hmm. all this great technology and science for a reason. Yeah. It's like, if, that's why they're good at it. I mean, uh-huh. I, I'm around a lot of intelligent people that are learning to be doctors and research scientists, and it's like, it's amazing what they learn, and there's a reason why they know it. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just like, please see your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Because you'd be surprised at how many doctors are really into the complementary yeah. medicine, even for mm. themselves. Yeah. So it's like, just keep that balance. And unfortunately, we live in our society. Our healthcare is a business. You have mm-hmm. to shop around your healthcare. Mm-hmm. So just because they say, well, I don't like my doctor. Well, yeah. That's well. Look for another one that you, that meets yeah. your needs, but don't quit seeing somebody for some and then and go all one way. It's always talks about balance. Mm-hmm. Um, you you need balance of both Western and Eastern. So mm-hmm. Reiki is Eastern medicine, so like uh-huh. you know the balance of the two. That's yeah. what it's called complementary. So you need to find okay. that balance. Gotcha. It's like you know you you'll find somebody who is all one way or all the other, but mm-hmm. it's like really I think you need to find balance. Yeah. And that that's but, great advice. Yeah, yeah. It's like you just. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I my personal experience is I had a, one of my friends when I was growing up. Her mom was all into uh, complementary medicine, uh-huh. and she decided not to. Ha- she had breast cancer, and she decided not to have, mm-hmm. you know, the mastectomy. Yeah. 
she went to Mexico, did nutrition and did this and did that. She ended up passing away. Oh, but like, yeah. you know, so I, I'm a firm believer, like, well, if she could have just had that lumpectomy, she could have done the nutrition mm-hmm. without the, you know, and she could have, you know, there's a lot of could have, should have, would have, but like yeah. everybody's different and I don't uh-huh. promote like, this is a cure-all for it, but it's like, yeah. it's a compliment. You guys, yeah. it's like, you guys still work with your healthcare provider. Yeah. And because and this is a great way to help ease anxiety, ease, yeah open the pathways mm-hmm. and it's also for somebody who really wants it it could it also brings in the, the balance of spirituality in with uh-huh. western medicine right so it's very fascinating mind body spirit awesome. yeah. yeah mind body spirit all mm-hmm. that balance yeah exactly and if anything it can mm-hmm. just help right so like mm-hmm. you want to continue with seeing your doctor right. and, and treating what you need to treat but if anything it can help you and help Correct. your doctor determine that maybe you don't need that medication or yeah. can, you know you're making these mm-hmm. lifestyle changes that are reducing anxiety or Correct. preventing certain illness so it's certainly not going to hurt no. right no. like yeah, yeah. meditating I mean, and doing they're that they're finding a lot of mm-hmm. like you know autoimmune um mm-hmm. disorders are a stress response okay so yeah. like so how do you <laughs> i've had again i've been told multiple mm-hmm. doctors you should meditate. You mm-hmm. should take deep breathing. Mm-hmm. You need to learn relaxation techniques. Uh-huh. Take Tai Chi. Take yoga. And so I'm like, why? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I have, you know, mm-hmm. an autoimmune response that uh-huh. flares up with stress. And stress uh-huh. is what's causing a lot of my, a lot of my physical illnesses. Mm-hmm. I was uh-huh. like, oh, okay. So if I yeah. take care of my stress uh-huh. and learn to change that lifestyle, the physical response of my autoimmune would would actually go away Mm, and so and that's what i'm starting to see physically for myself is Mm -hmm. like my thyroid's working better you know my asthma i haven't had a flare-up of asthma because my asthma is ironically is a flare an autoimmune response hyper response Uh for being Mm. stressed and so it's fascinating Mm. and deep breathing techniques to Mm -hmm. open up your lungs Mm -hmm. so it was like so as i'm getting calmer and being more meditative or more even just like I said, Reiki to me, doing Reiki myself is a meditative state, mm-hmm. is calming me down. So then my illnesses, my physical illnesses, yeah. are like not as prevalent. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, so that's no, another that's how I've seen a difference in yeah. doing this piece. Yeah, yeah that's answer. great. So I want to go back to what you were talking about, the grief cycle, which I find really interesting. I know that when you did the Reiki to me, I really found a lot of relief in that. We spoke about that. Mm-hmm. Um and letting go of some of the grief that I was holding on to. We talked about my chakras and stuff, and I found everything to be really impactful. We talked a lot after it. Mm-hmm. You did it to my mom, too. She found it very impactful, and I'm kind of more into this sort of thing than she is, but she was very skeptical going in and, you know, was kind of like, okay, we'll give it a shot, see what happens, you know, and then was like, wow, that was actually really cool. Like, this, I'm really into this. That really made a difference for me. Um, so I'm curious um, what kind of stories maybe other people have had or do you feel like people you've worked on have been able to find relief or anything like that? Hmm. Let's see. Well, you're actually, you're I can speak to one. myself. I know, yeah, that but, was really cool. Yeah, like, uh-huh. you know, the funny thing is I don't mm-hmm. hear a lot of people afterwards, their stories yeah. afterwards, just because yeah. I, I work on a lot of people distantly and uh-huh. some people I just don't know. We have, uh-huh. I do a lot of people who just need it and they need volunteers. Interesting, yeah. And so I work, I don't, I work on a lot of strangers. Yeah. Um, but... For, um, I personally, my son, my, one of my, my second son, he has had a lot of Reiki done. I, I, for whatever reason, I can't give my kids enough Reiki. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I think I find that it's like almost like it's supposed to be a block that way. Uh-huh. So I don't have to, I, cause I don't 
think I need to read all my kids' energy all the time. Mm-hmm. But I find I've asked other people to help him because he's had an auto, um, he has an adrenal issue that related from asthma oh. medication, which uh-huh. I really think is part of what the stress response I have. Mm. And so he's been getting a lot of Reiki done and I Reiki'd him maybe a few times this past spring when I was learning how to do it and I would see little improvements but um, he almost needed like a, an energy boost. Mm. And so I finally asked one of my, my instructor, she was taking volunteers and I volunteered him and he was one of the, the, the um, people that they would, during classes we would practice on and then people would just do it. He got Reiki over 10 times in July and he turned, like he changed, like totally changed. The hmm. spark in his eyes, mm, came, wow. he came back, he felt good, he was happy. Chipper, he was the one that just kind of popped in over here. (laughs) But like, so like, he had adrenal failure, Mm -hmm. which is um, where he he wasn't producing cortisol and he would go into these crashes. And so he would just be lethargic, laying on the couch. And um, and so he he looked looked lifeless. Like Mm -hmm. he didn't have, he was always upset. He was angry. Mm -hmm. It was like, because he had no cortisol. He didn't know how to deal with stress, Mm -hmm. that stress hormone. And so... When he started doing, um, so like the retreatment for that is like, you, they just have to rebound back. You mm-hmm. can't give them anything. Mm-hmm. And so he, it's a slow process back to get it, their adrenal glands to work. And so, but he, it's such, he, I gave him a little bit of Reiki and then he saw his doctor in May and he kind of, his levels started going up, but he just wasn't going, I wanted to go faster because I was like, yeah. I want him to be good. Yeah. And so he started, like I say, in July, in July, he got all this Reiki done. He was like, in two weeks, he was like chippery running around. He had like, wow. he literally had a spark in his eye. Uh-huh. He was cracking jokes again <laughs> uh-huh. and he was laughing. I haven't mm-hmm. heard him laugh in like a year. Mm-hmm. And so, and then every once in a while he started school, he, it, kind of the stress of that was a little too much and then I asked some of the Reiki volunteers I'm like can you send him again and they he's been doing getting it he actually got it today mm-hmm. and he's like he's running around so he's, you know, yeah, he's, running he's around. got energy yeah, yeah. He's like, so mm-hmm. that is that's my personal experience yeah um, so no, but that's it's, great it's fascinating I don't hear a lot of people uh-huh. that I work on tell me like they're up the long-term outcomes yeah of how they felt. no it really was interesting because I remember we went and I didn't really know a lot about Reiki. Like I, I was like, oh, this is going to be cool because, you know, mm-hmm. I like to get into the woo-woo stuff. Like yeah. that's fun for me. But I didn't know how emotional it was going to be. Like, you know, I, I cried right there on the table. It was very <laughs> emotional. And um, like we talked and we talked about how like I was holding on to this grief and that I that you felt that my like throat chakra was clogged mm-hmm. up a little bit and that I need or blocked up or, you know, the voc- the right vocab yeah. for it. But, um, <laughs> that it was like, okay, you need to talk about this. And since like, I have talked about it a lot more and like what I went through and everything. And it really like, I feel like I've been able to let go of so much of that because of it. And it, whether or not it was like the Reiki that did it or just like that perception of it mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever it was, like it really did help me a lot. Cause I was like, okay, mm-hmm. here's a way to like open up about it. Like I need to, cause yes. Christine told me to, and here we go. And, <laughs> yeah. and it really like, I found it so impactful. And I remember, um, you were telling me a story then too that I want to bring up um, about you were doing, you were training doing the distance Reiki and um, you were doing it on a woman and you didn't know her and like that her chest was all cold. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you later found out that she had just had a double mastectomy or something yep. like that. Yep. Yeah. Like yep. that's so interesting. Like Can that you, you felt that. that. Yeah. Or is mm-hmm. it too Mm-hmm. No, no, yeah. no. I will explain. Yeah. I won't tell her next. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, so she's actually a really good friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and she's uh-huh. she's she's a very intuitive uh-huh. person too. Yeah. But um and, and so uh 
I just met her and I was like, I was, she volunteered to be, to Mm -hmm. let me practice distant Reiki and I was like, okay. So Uh I did it. I didn't really, I wasn't sure if she Mm -hmm. had breast cancer or not when she had it. So that's why I was like, but I I really Mm -hmm. didn't know. I didn't really assume much in anything. And so I worked on her and it was her, when I got to the chest area, especially the left side, it was all cold. Mm -hmm. I, now you're talking about distant. Here I am yeah. standing on my table, like, you know, uh-huh. on my table with the make-believe person on there. Yeah. <laughs> working through it. And, you know, I would just, you know, I, I vis- you sense it. And then it was like, it, I would feel the energy. And I, her whole chest was, was, um, was, to me, was cold. I call it, I don't want to say dead. But it was like yeah. dead energy. No, there was uh-huh. like nothing movement. It was like that. It was like thick. It was like touching a cold table. Uh-huh. And then in Reiki, you kind of, you, you clear it. You kind mm-hmm. of like. Like they call it Reiki, and you, your fingers are gonna be like raking through the energy, like you, how uh-huh. you rake through your hair. You, uh-huh. you kind of just mentally pull it, pull it out. Like okay. Pull, like I call it sludge, but it's not. Uh-huh. It's just like <laughs> yeah. energetic sludge. Uh-huh. <laughs> you just kind of clear it until, uh-huh. until I just feel like, oh, I feel like there's energy movement. Like I can feel the flow, mm-hmm. and then they just keep going on. Because when you think about it, if it was a block or a sludge or whatever. It's not moving through it, mm-hmm. and so you want to you want to clear at least get something clear to start moving through. Sometimes you're not going to clear it all in this one session, mm-hmm. but for her, I just kept going at it, and I'm like, okay, and then I kind of pulled it through and balanced it, mm-hmm. and then afterwards is when I found out that yeah. she had a double mastectomy, and like mm-hmm. it was a year before, but she was having a lot of nauseous and a lot of pain mm-hmm. in that, and that mm-hmm. cleared it. That was fascinating yeah. to me. Even to yeah. now, when, she, when yeah. I see her and she tells me that, I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah. It's like really kind of crazy. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, that's crazy. And you're like, yeah. I did that? Wow. I was like, yeah. really? I was like, I'm, I'm like, yeah. so, like, I guess I am I'm like still skeptical, but like when right. people do tell me stuff like that, uh-huh. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Hey, whatever yeah. works, exactly. right? But you know, it's, it's, I, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. one, you know, I do believe that it works. And like, yeah, I, uh-huh. it's like the more I do, I do believe it. I feel it. And the person who's receiving has to. Has to believe. Mm-hmm. So you, you, I want to talk about a miracle real quick. You yeah. Know? So you talk about miracles. Um, for a miracle to happen, the person has to believe in miracles. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have somebody like who says, "Well, I believe in miracles," but they're they're skeptical, they're never going to believe in it. You mm-hmm. have to have that door open, mm-hmm. and that's you have to be able to believe in miracles to happen. So when the person is, that's why I talk when we talk about miracles, like a person laying on a table who wants it done and they're this could be like they've been through the ringer and like like they've like you know what I have nothing to lose uh-huh. I will do anything that can like, give me that miracle mm-hmm. and like their doors open and so that's why that that spark is there mm-hmm. and so that's that's what happens that's how miracles happen that's mm-hmm. why you hear all these oh my god that was a miracle that's a well it's because they the belief the energy we you want to get scientific you focus that energy and that energy is going to make something happen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's what needs to happen. And even in Reiki or any type of like that type of like this modality energy work is like that spark for that person there, and the spark from the workers there, and you're going to like make it happen. That's uh-huh. the miracle that's going to happen. So when one's like, "This is not going to work. This is not going to work." Right. Well, of course it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you just told yeah. me not to. Yeah. And that's when they talk about you got to what you're thinking and what you say. That's energy pattern. So mm-hmm. like you're thinking negatively, you're gonna put out negative. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking positive, you're gonna put out positive. So if you're thinking this is not gonna work, well, what's gonna happen? It's not gonna work. If yeah. you're like this is gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. It's like they talk a lot about that in Re- in during Reiki, and other things is that it's really it's you gotta be mindful even how you project your own energy out there because 
you I mean people can hear themselves i think it's like yeah. how you talk to yourself uh-huh. um when i was taking when i was in my undergraduate i was i, I was minoring in psychology and some of the things i was reading about um they started talking about meditation and like our guided imagery and they were doing research studies in hospitals with kids that were cancer patients and they had them on a study saying to, to visualize the guided imagery of that they're, they have these little like warriors or soldiers that are going through their systems attacking and surrounding every cancer mm-hmm. cell mm-hmm. in their uh-huh. body where they're getting treatment mm-hmm. and that helped them cure. So that again, I love that. That goes yeah. back to like how you visualize that. That's the spark. That's the miracle. Like mm-hmm. I'm focusing that energy, pinpointing it, and being very specific, saying, "You, I'm going to have you, my body do this to me. That will happen. You have to be positive." Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say, "I'm gonna have arthritis in my right hand every mm-hmm. day. I'm gonna have. Of course, you're gonna get arthritis in your right hand because mm-hmm. I just focus that inflammation there. Yeah. So, but I'm like, I'm going to like." not have it i'm gonna get the, you know you have to be positive that's mm-hmm. why you have to be positive what you right. think what you say yeah. now am i perfect at it? no, no. <laughs> I, I have yeah. to learn i'm like oh wait wait a second i exactly. just put that out there easier said yeah. than done yeah. yeah exactly no yeah that's cool i yeah. used to work for a company a few years ago that um i'm just interesting in terms of you mentioned you know mindset and developing conditions and we learned in our studies and through studies from other people that you can actually develop dementia by thinking that you will have dementia. So you're 50% more susceptible mm-hmm. to wow. getting dementia or 50%, um, 50% or mm-hmm. memory decline with the belief that you have it. And so my mom always, because we have Alzheimer's in our family and a lot of memory issues, and my mom's like, I'm going to have it. My mom has it. You know, I'm going to have it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, do not say it. Exactly. Do not believe it. because <laughs> We need to get her some Reiki. Right, right, right. 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 Exactly. But Mm-hmm. that learning that and from a very like it was from a study a journal it's yep. like this is studied scientific fact yes. um that your mental state has an effect on yep. what's manifesting and that's energy so you, yeah. exactly so you have to believe that. i mean <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know Absolutely. we're not here to convince people yeah. what to believe in but yeah. i mean it just makes sense that yeah it's very yeah. fascinating i think yeah. something you can get into like a lot right. of it like how yeah. you mm-hmm. just change your own self-talk and behavior and what mm-hmm. you put they like, say what you put out in the world mm-hmm. uh-huh. and it's true it's like if you put out negativity and you, all you see is negativity, that's all you're going to see. Mm-hmm. That's all you're going to get back. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to start your day off with a crappy day, it's going to be yeah, a, crappy a crappy day. day. Right? You yeah. want to start off that positive mode. Yeah. 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 And you can inspiring. always change it, which is like, I think the motivating part for anyone to hear yep. too. And it, yeah, it's hard to dig out of that hole sometimes, mm-hmm. but you can always shift the energy. Well, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where like, sometimes like, where there are some really good therapists out there or even counselors that have like those tools that say, oh, they're like how to shift that mental that thinking mm-hmm. it's, it's like that tool to like we to change gears a little yeah. bit and so i always laugh i always like tell my kids we have to have a code word and in our house it's bananas so one of us <laughs> uh-huh. like especially for i tell them to tell that to me yeah. that's my code word like mom's getting crazy because yeah. i'm going bananas so uh-huh. like say banana that's banana. cute i like and then that one day i was at work and then, um mm-hmm. i saw bananas everywhere and i was <laughs> i'm laughing because yeah. i'm like is that the universe telling me to light up a little yeah. bit uh-huh. it's like maybe but like you know you can you can that's to me it was my personal way i find that really easy is having these little cold words i like and that. telling people yeah. to tell me that so when they see mm-hmm. me start to like vibrate is like tell me them you need to like dial it in and calm down i like that yeah mm-hmm. 
Um, so if people are listening to this and they're interested in getting Reiki or getting mm-hmm. involved, um, do you have any suggestions for them? Is there a way they can get in touch with you if you're taking new people? Um, they can. So yeah. I'm on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm like, I'm, it's White Feather Wayfinding. And then I also mm-hmm. that's my email address. Okay. So it's White Feather. Mm-hmm. Spell it out for everyone. I, I was going to spell yeah. it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's W-H-I-T-E-F-E-A-T-H-E-R-W-A-Y-F-I-N-D-I-N-G at gmail.com. Perfect. Perfect. Can't be any longer. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll link it too. Yeah. Yeah. Can't be any longer because you we'll know I've got to make it difficult. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, make people mm-hmm. work for exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to take questions uh-huh. if they had anything. Um, if they want to know more about it, if they uh-huh. want to learn like classes, like uh-huh. I can kind of guide them towards like uh-huh. how my experience finding it. It uh-huh. is kind of again, it's an I call it an unregulated industry a little uh-huh. bit. Um, sure. So it's all over the place. But there are there is some very concrete like things that they mm-hmm. should, like if they're gonna take classes what you should be learning in it uh-huh. and so um, but I'm more than happy and I take I'm taking clients all right so, perfect but, and for distant and in person and uh-huh. I also I, I have a soft spot of working with people who um, to that need it just for volunteer and I always say charge is not an option because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter it's uh-huh. like it could be a donation. It could just be whatever. It's uh-huh. like, I don't, I don't want to stop people mm-hmm. from not having it. I work mm-hmm. with a lot of people who can't afford it. Yeah. And so, like I said, for me, this is my, my side, my hobby. Yeah. It's not something that I'm like, it's not my money maker. It's yeah. something I just want to give back. So that's like, great. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Putting out good things into the world exactly. to come and back to. Exactly. Putting out good so. things in the world. That yeah. good karma yeah. energy. Exactly. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Um, are you ready for rapid fire? Let's do it. Okay. Yay, these are fun. Okay, so who is one woman that has inspired you? Mother Teresa. Ah. Do you know uh-huh. why? Yeah, why? Tell us. Okay, so there's a quote by her. It says, uh-huh. to change the world, go home and love your family. Mm. I love that. You can That's, feel the love in this family. Your kids yeah. are like, where's mom? Yeah. <laughs> All popping out from the door. Yeah. I want to see what you're up to. It's That's so pretty cute. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Feel, the, feel the love and energy in here. Yes. Um, what is your guilty pleasure? Cupcakes. Cupcakes? Okay, that's a good one. Vanilla with yeah, vanilla yeah. frosting and sprinkles. Yeah. I'm very particular, can you tell? I love it. I like yeah. it. You are immediate on You that. know what you want. <laughs> Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, what's one goal you're currently working on? I am working on to be a Reiki master teacher, mm-hmm. and I'm also going through my two-year semantic program. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. Um, what color are you and why? Pink. And why is because it's fluffy and it's sweet. It reminds me of a unicorn. It's magical and it's cotton candy. Nice. And I will tell you yeah. why pink and cotton candy because it was a journey that I did for one of my semantic studies. I love that. My mom needs to talk because she yeah. had a cotton candy in her answer for that question. So maybe you are yep. friends in the past Possibly. life. Possibly. Yeah. She needs regression work with you. Um, what's your favorite thing about yourself? I'm a goofball. Mm. I love to laugh and like uh-huh. make like just make fun of myself to make other people laugh. I just uh-huh. I think it's people are too serious. This yes. lighten up and yes. even in like I call it in the spirit role when you mm-hmm. when you work with spirit guides uh-huh. in some of this. I'm a goofball and some of them are very serious. I was mm. like, oh, you're so serious. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, You're like, lighten up, spirit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, lighten up. I love it. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you so much for coming yeah, on the pod, thank Christine. Thank you. It was so much fun letting, yeah. uh, learning about you and your journey. So thanks for taking the time. Well, thank you. Um, and thank you, everyone, for listening. You can find us on vampirepod.com, vampirepod on Instagram and Twitter, and you can email us at vampirepod at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> thanks thank for listening. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.